Good afternoon, everybody. Today's Sunday, and I am here with me, myself, and I uh, recording um, on the subject of child abuse and molestation. Now, I do want to put out a little disclaimer if I haven't already. I probably have. But as you can tell, a lot of the subjects that uh, we talk about on 20-something, 40-something are heavy subjects. You know, if you're here to listen to comedy, this is not the place. I do want you to use your discretion as far as whether you listen to this around your children, because some of these subjects that we talk about are not appropriate. Um, But, you know, like I said, use your own discretion um, because these are all subjects that eventually, if you have children, you need to broach a subject with them. So with this one, I'm just going to dive right into it. Um, This was also a homework that I did along with my therapist many years ago. Um, And uh, she had me do this homework. It's more like a journaling thing, just breaking down, you know, my feelings on different situations that happened just so I could uh, process, um, you know, these traumatic events in a healthy way um, so I can you know, have the ability to grow through them and not let them hinder me in life. Though I won't front, they do hinder me in a lot of things. But I at least am cognizant of that. And uh, I'm a work in progress. You know, I'll continue to, you know, um, journal and get therapy and um, just do some inner soul searching Um, despite, you know, my background. So this one is about when I was molested at five years old. I'm not sure if I was molested beforehand. All I know and remember was this time. um, This was done by my half-brother, who was 19 at the time. We have the same dad. Uh, We have different mothers. So... I used to ride the bus home from school. I was five years old. I lived in Bonita Beach, actually in Hacienda Village. My daddy was at work and my mom was working too, but I remember she was to be home shortly after I got home. My older half-brother, Tony, and I'm just using his real name because honestly, at this point, I don't give a fuck. Um, Tony has been in and out of prison for the majority of his life, sadly. And after I finish, you know, reading my little excerpt here, uh, we'll go uh, further into uh, what I do know of Tony and the rest of my siblings. So Tony was 19 at the time, and he was living with us, with my mom, my dad, my sister, and me. I know that he had a job, and he worked at Red Lobster. He was a cook. Um... He would sometimes be home when I got home off the bus. When he started molesting me, I remember feeling so very confused. I didn't understand what he was doing or why he was doing it. I didn't understand the sick feeling I would get in my stomach. I loved my big brother, but he was hurting me. And 
in some weird, for some weird reason, I felt guilty for it. He was doing this to me, but yet I felt like I was the one doing wrong. I remember how he would tell me to go upstairs to my room and lay on my bed. He would follow me up the stairs and touch my butt or push my back to get me to hurry up. He would push me onto my stomach on my bed and climb on top of me. Then he would move around on me. I didn't know what he was doing, but you know, obviously as I grew older, I know this to be humping and grinding. I felt hardness on my bottom and it hurt very, it was very uncomfortable. Sometimes I would feel out of breath, but I was too afraid to complain of my discomfort because I was afraid he would get mad at me. So I would just lay there very quietly and just let whatever happened, happen. I remember this overwhelming feeling um, that I would get um, along with the overwhelming smell of cigarettes. I fucking hated it. He would do this to me and it felt like it took forever. Then he would blame me. As soon as he was done, he would blame me and he'd say if if I had told anyone, he would tell them it was my fault. And I'm five, of course, I fucking believe him. You know, you can manipulate children so easily, especially if your children are unknowing to this kind of stuff. Soon after um, this would happen, then my mom would come home and Tony would act normal, not be in my room. I'd be off doing something else. And uh, he just acted like it didn't happen, and I had to act like it didn't happen. But after my mom would come home from work, she would notice that bad smell of cigarettes on my bed. And she would ask me why, but I would just, I would just play dumb and say, I don't know. I was so afraid she would find out, but she never looked further into it because she was always too preoccupied with her own issues and preoccupied with keeping tabs on my father. So I would just always keep what happened to myself. I remember the majority of my young childhood, I was always very interested in sex and would talk with my friends about it. I, I was talking with friends about it that were, didn't know much about it. It was uncomfortable for them, you know, and it's really sad because I, I realize now that, um, I was subjecting them to this behavior and to this abuse. So, um, but yeah, I talked to my friends about sex and I remember feeling different. I would feel like an outsider uh, because I carried the secret and I always had these dirty secrets and these dirty thoughts running through my head and because of this, I, I didn't like myself too much. Well, at least this aspect of myself, I did not like. So I buried it for many, many years. I'm talking about like 20, 19, 20 years or less. Um, so... I managed to function, I guess you could say, as a pretty normal child, considering everything else that was going on with our lives. Um, I managed to be a pretty normal kid the rest of my childhood. Now, 
of course, you know, as I got older and I hit puberty, like things were really confusing to me. Number one, because I couldn't even talk to my mom about what happened to me. Plus, my mom was sexually abused by her father when she was like 12 years old. So she had a very skewed outlook on sex and that kind of stuff. So in our household, it was like a hush-hush. Like, you don't talk about that shit um, because it would trigger her in many ways. And because of, you know, the abuse that my mom was bestowing on me for whatever fucking reason at a young age that I was, I didn't feel comfortable going to my mom. Now, for a lot of kids that are going through some type of abuse, whether it's sexual, physical, emotional, whatever the case, all the way down to rape, these kids, and I'm speaking obviously from experience, these kids hold this fucking shame that does not belong to them. It's misplaced, and and we carry, us victims carry the fucking burden like, Like, we're the ones that did wrong. And it's so easy to manipulate a child. My God. Parents, that's why we have to protect our kids. And when I say protect them, not only just keep, obviously, keeping them in a safe environment with knowingly safe people, quote unquote, because unfortunately, it's hard to know who really is good to be around your kid these days. I guess it's always been like that. But listening and talking and educating your child is so fucking important. Because if you don't do this, then you end up like how I was. And unfortunately, a lot of kids are. We walk around with a shame that, you know, this happened to us and we must have done something to cause it. So we don't tell anybody. But... The thing with children is when they are sexually molested, specifically sexually molested, they will reenact these situations like through play with their dolls or their friends. They'll do sexually inappropriate shit. And then, you know, they end up getting in trouble, you know, if they're caught by either a parent or school teacher or whatever. And that in itself actually compounds the shame factor along with the abuse. And that causes a child, if, it, if a parent does not take charge of the situation in a smart way, it will cause the child to further withdraw from even wanting to talk about what happened because look now my parents or family members or whatever they're mad at me because I did something that was inappropriate whether it's with a cousin or a stepbrother or whatever the case and now I'm seen to be a bad person I feel and and children will carry this so they'll feel like they're bad and they they won't talk about what happened because mommy, daddy said that they're bad for what they did, so they must be bad and they deserve that. And they must have caused the abuse to happen. So it is just, 
it is such a fucked up mental prison, especially for a child to be in. And that was me. So I, um, I grew up, especially now that my father had died, you know, when I was 13. So I grew up wanting to fill this void um, of, you know, not having my dad. You know, I started getting very promiscuous um, and actually just hating myself more and more um, for the way I was and the things that I would do. And I would just function so blindly. Like, I, I just wouldn't really think things through. And, uh, you know, of course, as I got older and, you know, educated and started having kids of my own, like, I started seeing things differently. And, um, you know, I, I feel I feel bad for the child that I was and the child that's still inside me because she didn't deserve that. I didn't deserve that. I deserved to be protected, but I, I didn't feel comfortable enough to tell my mom or my dad because they had problems of their own and I was aware enough that they were serious problems and I didn't want to rock the boat anymore. So. So being a child that this has happened to, when I became a parent and this shit happened to my child, under my nose, I did not even realize that it was going on. I really, really, really beat myself up for it. Not just because I brought, I was the one to decide who I brought into my kid's life and it was this man Jay quote unquote that I've talked about before and um, you know I didn't know that he was going to do this but he did and he molested and raped my child who was not his child I have three baby dads so um, and I really fucking blame myself you know for that and for me, not even seeing the signs. And I've, I think for the most part, I really tried to be open and talk to my kids. But my God, my son at the time was like four years old. What am I going to, what am I going to really say except, you know, bad touch, good touch, which is like, you know, the generic thing. You know, you teach a kid bad touch, good touch. But you also got to understand that when we're bringing people that, we trust and we love into our lives with our children those children because they trust us then they're gonna want to trust that person that we brought into their life and because our children trust us when something fucked up happens it's like okay, well, mom, mommy trusts him, so this must be okay. I was just so fucking pissed at myself for not even seeing the signs because I should have known. I feel like I should have known because I've been a victim of sexual abuse and I, I didn't even see it. 
or maybe because I was in my 20s and I had my head so far up my ass trying to worry about saving my second marriage. I didn't see it. People, I'm telling you, as a parent, as a child, you know, who was victimized and now as a parent myself, I am telling you, these conversations, as uncomfortable as they may be, they need to be had. Your children need to know that if anything like this ever happens, it would never be their fault. I don't care if your child's fucking walking around naked. It would never be their fault. But they have to tell you. They have to feel comfortable that you won't be mad at them for it. If this has to be, because if your child's going to daycare or is around other people and, you know, not around you because you either got to work or do whatever, these conversations need to fucking be had. Because these children, for the most part, will hold that shit in out of fear that they did something to cause it. This has caused me a lot of problems growing up. You know, and luckily I have been able to be aware of it and start educating myself and doing some reading. Like I always talk about self-help books and journaling and therapy and all that. Like I'm telling you that shit really helps, especially, you know, when you don't have a parent left like I did um, to talk to about this stuff. I mean, granted, when I was 20, I finally, you know, had the uh, nerve enough to tell my mom what happened to me. I mean, I could I could hear a little of regret in her voice, but she was like, what can I do? I'm sorry that that happened to you, but there's nothing that I can do. And that was the end of that. Like, there was no other discussion about it. Did I think she believed me? I mean, maybe. I don't know. So when I was going through stuff like this, I really had to learn how to self-soothe and, um, you know, how to get through things. So it was either, you know, getting into smoking drugs or having sex with a lot of guys or, you know, just anything to make myself feel better about myself or to not carry these heavy emotions around or these bad thoughts. And um, it it just further put me in this like self-destructive wormhole. So I'm not gonna carry on much longer about this, but I would really like to hear from the audience if you yourself have, you know, ever endured um, sexual abuse, rape, even at any age. But, I mean, I'm, I'm really concentrating uh, more so on the aspect of being a child. And how were you able to get through that? Or, are, or have you gotten through it? Are you still struggling with this? You know, reach out to me on Instagram Send me a direct message. Um, send me a, a message here on Spotify. Leave a comment. I can keep it. 
private. But I'd really like to hear, you know, if anyone's been through something similar and how they were able to get through it and process it. Or if anybody has had a child that was victimized by a significant other under your nose, what did you do? Were you able to seek justice or were you afraid to do so? You know, when it comes to the justice system, I think I may have said this before, but I have very, very little faith in them. And not to be a pessimistic asshole, but with what we went through with my son, man, very little faith, you guys. So I think the most important, I mean, justice, yes, but I think, I feel with all my heart that the most important way to get your quote unquote justice for your child or for yourself is the education, um, the therapy, and, uh, you know, just learning how to cope with it and not to let it hinder you in life and to, um, you know, handicap you in life, but for it to actually strengthen you because you have, you have made it on the other side of that and now you're healing and you reclaim your life. So I'd like to hear from you guys. Thank you for your time and listening. Um, again, I know the subjects that we talk about, about can be heavy, but these are things that need to be talked about because we should not be carrying the weight of this shame on our shoulders because we didn't do anything. So please reach out. Um, if you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do so. have just one video on there. I'm trying to get more out. Um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Share, like. Thank you for your time. Peace.